Welcome to Talk is Cheap, where cheap is talk and talk is cheap. I'm your host, Dan Holfeld. Thank you so much for joining me today, ladies and gentlemen. This is a start of a new beginning for Talk is Cheap, because now I'm doing all the graphics and everything on the fly. going to see how this works out. It should be quite, quite interesting how this works. And uh, maybe next week I'll start getting into some live stream. Because I want to give a shout out to Shane Robinson and Truth Seeker, who kind of inspired me to take the next step on Talk is Cheap to do all this stuff. And it's going to be great because I'm going to do the live chat, all that stuff, and really get that interaction with the audience. And actually to help break ground with this for me today is Sylvia. Sylvia Morella joins me. Sylvia, how are you? Hi, Sylvia Molera. Molera. <laughs> you have to roll that R. <laughs> it is It is a little uh, tough. Yeah. So um, you were on Shane's show and you told your whole story and we kind of thought maybe you could just give a brief background and if anybody wants to watch that episode, I will link it in the description below to get your whole history there, but we kind of want to have a continuation and you're going to want to talk about some of the darkness baiting, the taking over, the controlling of thoughts and how they really feed on your emotions and what can we do, you know, as people to protect against this. And you also had some uh, messages from God about what's to come for earth changes. Yes, yes, I have almost two decades in law enforcement. I know that's a really weird place to start for uh, metaphysical stuff, but I have almost 20 years in law enforcement. And then I had my awakening in 2015, where I reported the death threat of a fellow officer and I was fired for it. And at that time, I found uh, Dolores Cannon, a red cardinal started coming to me, which led me to QHHT, and that's her logo. To this day, that bird still comes to me in person and in the dream state. I am now a QHHT practitioner, uh, beyond quantum healing practitioner. QHHT stands for quantum healing hypnosis technique, for those that don't know. It's a form of healing using hypnosis, uh, where we go to past lives. And then we contact the subconscious energy or the God energy. And we ask any questions uh, that the client wants clarity on. Yeah. So, uh, you, yeah, a lot of information comes out of these. and uh... Yes. Yes. A lot of information, even when I don't ask, which to me is the most magical because usually, well, always we have to ask what the client wants to know and I can like stretch it a little and have them elaborate if it's anything linked to what piques my curiosity or what may pique the client's curiosity but when messages come through or my deceased loved ones come through giving me a message that's just wow that knocks my socks off and I can't you can't deny that and when it's a, a client a stranger, somebody who I don't know. So they would have no reason to say, oh, your grandma's here. You know what I mean? Like, and then say her name and then give me personal information about my family situation or things that are going on in my personal life that nobody would know, certainly not a stranger uh, across the country, no less, or in another country. I've had uh, messages come through from clients in Australia and they're like, oh, you need to th do this, this, and this. And that just blows my mind. So we truly are all connected. It is all 
the same energy that we're linked up to, like a spider web. And I truly do believe whatever work you do on yourself is magnified out exponentially. And I've been told every time we do sessions, no matter who's doing the QHHT or BQH session, uh, a portal gets opened and everybody's vibration gets lifted in that area, not just the home, but the neighborhood, the, the city. So it's this huge web. And I was shown in my own session and I was doing a session with a woman in London. She was doing it on me. And they showed me this giant circle. It looked like an ocean of just ripples of energy from me in Arizona, in southern Arizona, by the border to Mexico, all the way to her in London and everybody in between. So everybody benefits from these. So we're, we are uplifting humanity by raising the vibration and healing ourselves and trying to better our lives it's rippling out to the collective to everybody yeah that's what it's all about because we are we want to see the change i want to see a new monetary system come in i'm tired of being controlled and that yes. dark heaviness and you can kind of start to see the tide churn, uh turn now and it's going to be i think a pretty bright future and uh, they were saying in the qhht sessions that you know trump was going to have a choice of the nuclear war thing or not and if not, then the whole earth is going to move. And I, I think we're starting to move in that direction. Right. Every time you, because you see certain loops and patterns, what I've noticed in my own life and in, even in family members or loved ones, friends of mine, that when you one day say, you know what, I'm going to do the opposite of what I normally do. Normally I, you know, sit here and cry or whatever, but I'm going to do the opposite. And when you do the opposite, you shift everything because then the universe says oh we're going this way now let's let's bring her this let's bring her this let's bring her this and everything just falls into place and all you did was one thing different and it could be small it could be like think positive it could be help someone anything anything that that might seem minuscule in the moment but has huge ramifications and that's exciting and you did write up a article on in 5D about how to deal with the increasing energy shifts. And this yes. was, yeah, if you're confused, you know, you basically saying to follow your inner guidance. And if it doesn't feel right, then, you know, wait for the initial nudge. Yes. Uh, what I started noticing was, you know, we're in the 3D matrix. We're always told what to think what to do, what to feel, you know, follow the sheep, follow the herd, you know, come back here, get in line, you know, keep your head down. And what I started noticing, even in the light worker community, uh, which I feel the dark has infiltrated that as well. And that's not to put fear. It's just to wake people up and um, to open your eyes and really listen to your gut. I started noticing that light workers that were famous and had huge followings that I really admired started feeling dark to me and I started feeling like their messages were like fear mongering or just off and my own guidance was saying no turn it off turn it off stop that video unsubscribe and at first I thought okay like what's the big deal and then I heard you're being programmed so I turned it off because I mean honestly what do I have got to lose 
by not watching something that feels yucky. I mean, if, if it doesn't feel good, then it's probably not good for you. Or if it evokes some kind of uh, panic in you, it's probably not for you. And it's okay for everything not to fit you that may fit others. Like, oh, well, this works for my sister. This works for, you know, my best friend. It doesn't matter. If it doesn't work for you, what do you want that for? It's like trying to wear somebody else's shoes. It's not going to work for you. So listen to your gut. And it, anything that spreads love is positive. Anything that tries to separate, that's where the red flag comes up. Because why would they want you to be against everyone? Why would they want you alone? They can only control you if you're sad and alone. Yep, exactly. And uh, speaking of darkness influence, we kind of had some technical difficulties getting started today. We tried to do oh, Skype yeah. and then we went over to uh, Zoom and now we're finally on Google Hangouts and it's finally working. But although she yeah. can't see me very well, I think it's pixelated over there. That's why she's not uh, looking at us. <laughs> I'll try and look at the there's a frozen picture of Dan in front of me. <laughs> I'll look at that. Picture's worth a thousand words, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's um, so let's talk about what we can really do to, you know, prevent them feeding off our emotions and taking control of us. Uh, let me explain a little bit first in several sessions. I'm not talking one, two, three. I mean, a bunch. It's come through that they are working on us at night. They're doing things to us to undo the learning, the growing, the expansion that we are, are achieving. And uh, some people, uh, to put it bluntly, are weak-minded and it really affects them. Others are more strong-willed and stubborn, so it doesn't really work on them. So they have to like keep reprogramming us, those of us that are like, you know, catalysts and system disruptors like myself, they have to like keep trying like, oh, well, we didn't, we couldn't get her that way. So let's try this way. So I caught them doing that to me. And I'm, I touched on that in, in the other show uh, where I woke up in the middle of the night and these beings were surrounding me. And that went on for a year. I was so scared to go to sleep. I didn't know what it was because I didn't know that I had that ability, that I, that I could sense them, feel them, see where they were. And I caught them. And they were freaking out that I caught them because they didn't know I could do that. And later, years later, I found out that they were undoing everything that I was learning with the QHHT, with the spirituality, with the Mandela effect, everything. They were trying to undo it. But I was too strong. I wouldn't use my light for dark. So they started messing with family members instead. So just know that that is a thing that they do that. That's a way that they try to manipulate our lives. If they can't mess with you, they will go to things that you care about because they want to keep you subservient in fear, in panic. And honestly, all they can do is suggest it. So it's just a suggestion that, that they show you, like there's this religious story that says uh, these people are, are, are dead and it's judgment day and they're in front of God. They're before God. God is judging them. And he says, well, you're going to hell because, you know, you did this, this and this. And the people say, no, God, it wasn't my fault. The devil, the devil made, made us do it. He forced us. So then God says the, to the devil, is this true? And the devil, says, you know, I can't mess with free will. All I can do is suggest it. So the devil says, look, look at this. 
and it's up to you. And I mean, that can come out in anything, paranoia, panic, fear. How am I going to pay that bill? Is he cheating on me? Whatever. And it's up to you. If you attach to that thought, imagine shaking hands with that thought and saying, yes, I believe you. Then they catch you because then it becomes like this black hole, like a water slide. I was telling Dan, it's like you're on a water slide. Once you're on a water slide, you can't get off. You're committed. You're on that thing and you have to write it out. And where do you end up? At the bottom. So if you don't want to engage in that, take your power back. And as soon as the thought is offered to you, no, no. You're you're voluntarily giving up your power. Right. Yeah, you are. But see, it's so we're, we're that's the habit. We have been so conditioned to, and you know how funny it is if you think about it? We are so fast to believe the ugly thing, the worst case scenario, but equally, what is equally true is the best case scenario. Oh, he's he's late because he's getting me flowers, <laughs> not because he's cheating. You know what I mean? Like anything is possible and we're constantly picking which timeline. Every choice, uh, you know, determines what timeline you're on. So that is the key right there. So I started noticing like, well, if, you know, really bad stuff is possible. So that must mean universal law equally really great stuff is possible. So all you do is flip it kind of like how they created the Internet to control us and monitor us. Well, we flipped it on them because now we're using it to spread light and make fellow light workers not feel so alone because this can be a very lonely journey and i have been there i have been suicidal on the bathroom floor i know how it feels i have walked that walk so that's why i'm so passionate about inspiring others to take their power back and it sounds very simple but often those are exactly you know the recipes that we need. They are very simple because life is truly simple. So you just make a different choice and you're on a different trajectory. The key and the challenging part is constantly making that good choice, the choice that benefits you. So think, okay, does this reaction benefit me or is it going to make me feel like crap? Because, you know, once you attach to a, a bad thought, it's like a snowball effect. Then you get all the bad thoughts and then you can't get out. And I mean, that can last hours, days. And I mean, I have woken up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. And the way that I get through that, because they try to attack me in my sleep and I start telling myself affirmations. So it's kind of like you're drowning them out. Like I'll use my daughter for an example. She's 14. Her music is horrible. It sounds like nails on a chalkboard. And so what I do is I blast my music, like high vibe music with a good, you know, message, not anything dark. So then I drown out hers and I don't have to hear hers. And we're not like in a radio battle or anything. I'll just close my door and be in my room and have my music on. It's the same thing with the dark. So what I do When I get that ugly thought, because they'll give us like suicidal song lyrics or depressing song lyrics. And I mean, these will be songs that I've never even heard of. Those are are really big. Why am I hearing that music? Those are really big for me. And my I'm sorry, were you saying something? Those are really big in my experience, hearing all the lyrics like that and, you know, feeling that putting you in that state because you're 
listening to it and you're taking on the whole emotions of it. And you know what is so in the beginning when I didn't know better, I thought, oh, that's my guidance telling me, you know, that's my message. That's my higher self. Those are my guides telling me. So it took a lot of trial and error to see, oh, I see, you know, how the game, the game, how they're playing the game. So then what I do in those moments is I start repeating affirmations, like any affirmation I can think of. Like Abraham Hicks has amazing affirmations. Everything's always working out for me. Everything's happening exactly as it's supposed to be. And I mean, it sounds cliche and simple, but it works. If you keep repeating that, you start to believe it. And essentially, that's what we have to do is reprogram ourselves and release, overwrite the old programming that they've programmed us and continually try to reprogram us back to the dark way, we have to keep, you know, choosing the thought, choosing the story, choosing the timeline, choosing the vibration, choosing the frequency. And starting at the very beginning of the day is key. So start at the very beginning, as soon as you wake up. And trust me, I know I've been doing this for a long time. And even still, I think, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to get up. I have to do all this. No, I force myself because I already know that I'm going to have a crappy day if I don't have a solid foundation. Like, if I'm not driving my own car, then who's driving it? Somebody else. So I take control of the steering wheel and I say, no, I'm going here. I'm going to the best possible scenario. And even Bashar touches on that where he says, you just decide, you decide, you know what, this is great. And because I said so, and, and you take your power. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned that because I feel the same way too. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I just want to get my day going, get going. But I, I always try to get in that meditative state. And when I get in there, I'm in there for hour, hour and a half and you feel really great. And you've, you take, you know, things don't bother you as much as they normally would once you're in that state. Right, right. And see, that's why you have to start the story very early. So what I do is I do the breathing and you don't have to do an hour. So don't get freaked out if you're not like a meditating person. You don't have to do an hour. It's all about intention. Like do 15 minutes, set a timer on your cell phone before you check Facebook or email or any of that junk because you know something's in there that's going to tick you off. So don't look at anything like you really preserve your field for you. So you breathe, say affirmations, meditate, 15 minutes is all you need. And I mean, you can do more because then it feels good. And then you like really like it. So you want to stay in that sometimes. The more you do it, the more you'll want to stay in it. So you, you can do that. And then shielding. Oh, my goodness. Shielding is paramount. And, and it's simple. You don't have to do anything fancy. In QHHT, Dolores uh, gives a visual at part, as part of the session. Before we begin, we do this. Uh, we imagine a pyramid of light. Now, it doesn't have to be a pyramid for you. You can just imagine a bubble, a circle, anything. So you shield yourself. And what I say is I just ask this white light to uh, please cleanse, clear, and purify any energy less than love. That encompasses everything because all you really want is love. So that clears everything out. And then you can call back all your energy that belongs to you and only you already blessed, transformed, and transmuted. So you, you're calling back everything that you gave to anybody else, all your attention, everything. And then 
send whatever doesn't belong to you back to them, but blessed and transformed because you don't want to be linked in an energetic battle with anybody. You, you just like bless and transform it. And trust me, sometimes I don't want to say the bless and transform part. I'm like, oh, I'm mad at them. I don't want to bless and transform it. But that'll just keep the negative energy going. And you don't want to be a magnet for that. So bless and transformed. And then like you're clear, you are surrounded and you can do this. I do it for myself, for my kids, for my car, my business, my home, anything that you hold dear, you surround it. And it takes, it's a habit that you have to build. And the dark will try to make you lazy because they don't want you to be protected. They want to be able to mess with you. And that doesn't mean that later in the day, you're not going to be faced with little challenges. Those are tests. They're basically think of of it as a test of integrity. Like, okay, Sylvia's saying that she's this. Is it true? Let's see, we're going to test her. And then they give me a situation. So based upon how you respond, because somebody who is in a low vibe will react. But if you respond, even saying respond is very like calming and ease. You know, it's, it's easy, but react is like, ah, so don't react. Just pause, train yourself. And everything is training yourself. And it's kind of like we have these um, right now in this dimension or this void that we're in because we're not in 3D, but we're not in 5D either. I feel like this is like this big parking lot that God has given us, kind of like when you're in driver's ed and you're crashing into the cones and everything because we don't know what we're doing. So it's like, OK, I'm going to give you an opportunity with training wheels to figure it out. And like test it because it's like sometimes you manifest something like, oh, man, I didn't want that. So then, okay, but you learn from it. If you learn from a mistake, then it's not a mistake. It's valuable. It has value. But if you keep repeating it, then, I mean, you're defeating, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, life is just like one rung at a time. And then you're learning, learning, learning just to make you better every time. And every experience takes you to the next level. Right, right. And, and also, not just our experiences, but learning from those around us. Like, I've learned a lot from watching my family members, my husband, my kids. Just like, if you see them fall down because of what they did, then don't do it. Like, see that as the universe is constantly talking to us, sending us messages, directing us. And I mean, we're so distracted that we don't pay attention. And then we're like, give me a sign. And our guides are like, I gave you seven. <laughs> like you ignored them. <laughs> yeah. So really paying attention. Be very discerning. Like really feel when you're watching other speakers, videos, people. Uh, I feel like a lot of our um, BS meters have been amplified. I don't know about you, but with me, I can tell when somebody's lying and I can tell if they have dark energy. And that's just like growing like crazy for me. And it sounds like it would be a cool thing to have, but sometimes it's it feels horrible because you want to believe the best and then you're just devastated when you're like, oh, they're lying to me. I could feel it. What about you? Have you had an experience with that? Well, the biggest thing with me is I feel like I'm becoming more empathic. And when I'm in a room with people, I feel all those emotions and you start picking up on all that. And actually, I, because I'm that way, I just kind of need to leave the room. I, I'm an INFJ too, so that doesn't help. So it's you're just taking up all that. And then it's just like, oh, I can't handle this energy anymore. So I'm out of here. 
Yeah, but ha- have you gotten the BS meter? Like if somebody's saying something and you're like, you just totally do not believe them? It's it's getting better. Um, It's definitely better than it was before, but it's not probably not as good as you from what it sounds like. Oh, uh, but it's sad. It's making me sad because yeah. I think that we're really seeing the divide of 3D and like people that no longer vibrate where you're at. And I'm not saying that to sound superior in any way at all. Uh, you know, I don't like it all the time because some people are very important to me, but I have to face the fact that um, they're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to, you know, because it's hard. It's kind of like uh, the this work that we're doing, the spiritual work to become better is like cleaning the garage. And they're like, oh, I don't want to clean the garage. I want to watch TV and eat snacks. Well, so do I. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's something that like it's just so intense. Like I have to clean the garage. I have to do the spiritual work. Like now my soul will not allow me to not do anything that is not an integrity. Because I've tried. Like I'll try to like lie or something and I can't, it won't let me. It's like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. It's like you reach a certain level and you can't go back down anymore. It's like, you can't slum anymore. You're up here now. And I'm noticing all these people falling away, family members, loved ones, relationships. And it's a lot of people dying too. Yes. A lot of people dying. Um, Another thing you mentioned where you go into a room and you absorb every, everybody's energy, a really good thing for that is uh, salt, any kind of salt. I have vases, old glass vases, and you can go to the dollar store and buy just a bunch of glass vases. They're only a dollar and fill them up with tap water and put a teaspoon of sea salt. I keep one in every room. I'm in the desert, so I bring the ocean to me. And I put one in every room and salt absorbs negative energy and so does water. So I bless it and I ask, please absorb any energy less than love. And I put it in every room. And my son is very psychic. He's very empathic. He's only 11. But he says he can't sleep when the the vase isn't in his room. And I thought that was weird. So, I mean, it's doing something. He could He could tell the difference when the vase is in there and when it's not. And I change them out every day. I dump it out into the earth and I ask the earth to please transmute any negativity in there and replace it with blessings for me and my family. And that is very simple, simple things. So then the light, you shield yourself in the morning, meditate, affirmations, the the in every room. You can have bowls of it, but I think it's easier and uh, more cost effective to do the water because, I mean, water isn't as expensive as sea salt. And also salt baths. So Epsom salt. Epsom salt has magnesium in it. So if you take a hot bath, when you're feeling very emotional, water helps us process negative emotions. So drinking tons of water and then soaking in it. So like on full moons or new moons, we just had a new moon yesterday. You soak in a tub for 40 minutes. So it's 20 minutes to detox everybody else's junk off of you, all their energy off of you, and then 20 minutes to absorb the magnesium. And magnesium is a mood booster, a mood lifter. So that would help empaths a lot. And I do that myself. And I also had James Gilliland on, and he was talking about the salt bass and using that to help uh, get the heavy metals out from the chemtrails. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Thank that's you. really important to do that once in a while. 
Yes, uh, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed. And then uh, give yourself a break. Like watch something funny. What I've noticed is that we're bombarded with so much information like, oh, don't eat that. You have to be vegan. You, you can't, you know, eat chocolate or you can't drink soda or you can't watch TV and don't use your cell phone. Well, we live in a world where these are a necessity sometimes, not TV, but I mean, cell phones, internet, laptops. So Wi-Fi. what came through in some sessions for me was you can clear the energy from these devices with your intention and um, you can use sage, you can use incense, you can just imagine white light, the same light you use to shield yourself going into the device and just like imagine it clearing out and, and set the intention or say it out loud. I pretend I'm dusting like if other people here that are not awake and I'm imagining it as I'm dusting and they think I'm dusting, but I'm really clearing all the devices and that's another way to take your power back. So essentially everything that uh, they've created that's bad for us, you flip the script on them and you make it good for you. And I mean, we really are that powerful where you don't want any messages that you receive from any videos, emails, shows to, to manipulate you in any way or to program you in a negative way. And this is not to live in fear. This is to be empowered and really take control of your journey don't just sit there and be like oh where am i being dragged to today no you say where you're going and and i mean challenges will come up because we are being tested we're purging we're releasing a lot be kind to yourself uh eat good stuff that you know is going to make you feel good i like i'm noticing physically a lot of things that i used to like rely on i can't use anymore I can't drink anymore. Alcohol. I loved it. I mean, I wasn't an alcoholic. I, I could only handle maximum two drinks. And I'm talking about like wine coolers because I'm not a heavy drinker. But even that made me really, really sick. Super bad headaches afterwards. Very dehydrated. So I'm seeing how I'm, my system is changing. But a lot of things that come up in sessions is our beliefs dictate our reality. So they even said about marijuana, anything, like if it doesn't make you feel sick and if you enjoy it, they said, as long as you use it in balance and when you're feeling good, because when you're feeling good and you do something, you amplify that good energy. But when you're feeling bad, so like, you know, like on TV and movies, we hear them say, oh, I need a drink. I had a horrible day. No, that's the worst thing you can do because then not only you're inviting those entities with attachments, you're creating holes in your aura because you feel bad. So like feeling bad will attract entities. And so will, you know, drinking alcohol when you're low vibing. So low vibing, they said, that will just invite more dark. So you don't, whichever, you want to amplify the good. So, and with anything, they even said, okay, so you would think that going on a green smoothie fast is a great thing. You would think, you know, we're programmed to believe that's a positive thing. Well, if you're drinking the smoothie and you say, whoa, I feel great. I've lost weight. I have so much energy. My skin's clearer. You know, I can think better. Then it's, it's helping you. But if you're drinking that smoothie and you're lamenting it and like really hating it and saying, oh, I hate this smoothie. It tastes horrible. I don't like kale. I wish I had a donut. Then they said, you might as well be drinking a case of bourbon 
because you're having that energetic effect on your cells, on yourself. You know, you hear you can program water, right? Dolores Cannon talked about that programming water. Yeah, this was in What the Bleep Do We Know, too, where they showed the microscopic of the water. And then after you, like, bless it and say, I love you, how much the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the design of it as mm, you can tell mm -hmm. more living. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, you, well, you program it. Yeah. So if you say this is good, this is bad, then that's what it is. So see how powerful we are? So you can do that to any water. You can do it to yourself. We're mostly water. You can do it to your drinks, your coffee, your tea, your Kool-Aid, whatever. You can do it to your bath water. I do that in, in the shower. I, I imagine white light coming in through the shower, and I ask the water to heal me. And you can do this. Uh, they In sessions, they've said that it's better if you're sitting in a pool of water because then that water it, uh, interacts with your energy field. So like the salt bath is the best. And I mean, even if you don't have any salt, you can still do it with the water. You don't need to run out and get salt if you don't have it. But it, it's better if you do have it. But if you don't, you don't need it. You can still do it. So these are like simple, ordinary items that we all have and your intention. It really is like Harry Potter, like just imagining, you know, the action, the white light, imagining a shield around your property, whatever, and you're good. Yeah, and this is Dolores something that you can just do um, like mm -hmm. quickly. It doesn't have to be this big ritual thing. Yes, yes. And, and even Dolores said that she would put that pyramid around her car and she never got a ticket. She never got stopped. She never got into an accident. And she would put it around the airplane when she would fly. And I mean, this woman traveled all over the country for years without incident. So let's uh, let's move on to these messages you had from oh, yes. God and let's see what we had there. Because there is a lot of earth changes that are supposed to be coming. You got these messages in May, correct? Yes. And um, I had heard other um, light workers getting messages, but I, I hadn't gotten anything. So I would just listen. And I mean, I guess I didn't pay too much attention to it because I'm in Arizona and not to say nothing can't happen here. Anything's possible, but there's, it, we're not in tornado alley. We don't have an ocean next to us. We don't, you know, so there's no volcanoes. So I, I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. But then when it came out in a session that I had, I was like, whoa, okay, I better pay attention. So maybe, I don't know if it be, if it's because like uh, they wanted me to say something because I, maybe that's why the message came through because I couldn't understand why are you telling me this, but I just felt compelled to, to share it. So I do follow astrology. I don't know if you follow astrology, but at May 15th, uh, Uranus clicked into Taurus. Taurus rules the earth. Uranus is a disrupt, disruptive force of change, just like mass thunderbolt of change. So that in itself is very indicative of volcanoes, earthquakes, any kind of like, uh, you know, major cataclysmic event. And that is not to cause fear. That is just a fact. I mean, it, it, it goes around, you know, the the chart wheel every so often, and I, it lasts for seven years. So we are in this Uranus and Taurus energy for seven years, and it just clicked in. And we've already seen Hawaii with all the volcanoes, Mexico, earthquakes, the, the hurricanes, 
So, I mean, it's, it's already, you know, showing itself. So I'm going to refer to my session notes. So I'm just, do you want me to just read the script? Yeah. Why don't you go through some uh, bullet points that you had there and see. Okay. Okay. So how it started coming up was I, I just asked, do you, uh, I was talking to God and I asked, do you have any advice for me? And I mean, honestly, I was being greedy. I wanted to know about my life. So then uh, God says, backing up real quick. So this is this you're doing the session remotely. Is that right? No, this was in person. Okay, this one was in person. All right. I do them both. I do them online. That's called BQH because by law, we're not allowed to say QHHT. And so QHHT, true QHHT is one-on-one in person. And you're a level one practitioner. Yes. And that really, the levels don't really mean much, folks. So, <laughs> so okay. So do you have any advice for me? God, be calm, remain calm no matter what. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, my God, now what? So I said, why are you telling me to be calm no matter what? Is something bad about to happen? God, don't worry. I'm with you. Me, can you tell me exactly what it is? God, earth changes natural events. Me, how can I prepare? God, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Me, how can I do that? Do you mean like having extra water and food that doesn't spoil like that? God, yes, it wouldn't hurt. The most important above, the physical, is the mental and the emotional. Me, how can I prepare mentally and emotionally? God, stay in your center, remain calm, spread light. Do not give in to panic or fear no matter what you may see. Me, won't the dark energy be on a feeding frenzy with people's panic and fear? Is that why? God, yes. Your reaction will dictate your experience. And look at what we're talking about. We're talking about the same thing. And that also made me think of how this can be applied to life right now. You don't have to be in a natural disaster for your reaction to dictate your experience. That's already happening. Uh, Then God says, the level of fear or panic or calm will manifest. This is a very huge test for humanity in initiation. Master your energy now. You control it. It does not control you. When you give in to the fear, chaos will amplify. Then the dark will take over your experience. Me, how will I know what to do? God, it will come to you to know what to do. Me, what exactly will be happening? God, it will be in different areas for different people. Everyone's experience will be different, even if they're neighbors or living in the same home. Water and wind near you. No fire at your specific location. Which I thought was very weird because I'm in the desert. So, I mean, there are a lot of brush fires here. So, for him to say water and wind was odd to me. And me. So, it will be a natural disaster. God, a natural earth event caused by the spiritual battle taking place that has accelerated. The dark may try to disguise it to amplify panic, fear, confusion, and chaos energy. It is very important not to give in to that. And then he said, stay inside. Most will run out for help. This is not wise. Your home is your shelter and it protects you. If you know you are safe, then you are safe. 
and you will see people running out, neighbors running around in total panic, stay calm and stay inside. I said, is there anything we can do while we're inside? God said, pray, send light to people, to humanity, to the earth, to your loved ones, meditate. So basically like the protection light that we do, but sending it out to everybody. So to your neighbors, to anybody that you don't have contact with, I imagine if that were to occur, you'd probably have no cell phone reception or internet or, you know, electricity maybe. It sounds like the whole grid will be down. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of like, um, I've heard others say that, um, big, uh, they've, uh, they have like, uh, not spies, but like, moles in the government and that they've even said that the government is preparing for something big coming in September. So that this kind of falls in line of like, you know, it coming right now, like kind of as a get prepared type of thing. You think this is part of the event? That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if, if it was kind of like, um, you know how they, well, Dolores had said it, it was going to be like two different earth splitting, like the Vesica Pisces or like the number eight, but splitting into two and uh, saying that the earth is ascending, whether you do the work and ascend with her is up to you. And she's just going to be like a dog shaking the fleas off of anybody that's not coming with her. Anybody that doesn't match the vibration of the new earth. So that came to mind too, but I didn't think to ask that. So I didn't ask it. Um, Uh, God said, be prepared. I said, can you tell me anything else to prepare? Be prepared to see death. It will be surprising who dies, not people you would expect. So what came to mind was like, you would think old people or people that can't really fend for themselves. You would think that that's who would die. But um, God said, no, these scenarios are they're not punishments these are souls that have chosen to exit kind of like what you said that a lot of people are passing over at this time well it's not a punishment they're choosing like this is their soul contract and they're saying okay i'm out of here like my mission is over because they don't want to go heard through an, it another light worker say this every day that you wake up is a day that your mission is not over that's really interesting. That's yeah, that makes total right? sense. That, yeah. Isn't that cool? Like to look at it like that? Because I always heard like in the Bible, they say, oh, be if you have nothing to be grateful for, be grateful that you woke up. And before <laughs> I used to think it kind of feels like oh, I'm still here, you know, <laughs> but that just means you still have work to do. We have a saying in my family is what if you would have woke up dead? <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's probably what we're what we were like. Well, when we were in 3D, is like you just want the pain to end. But see, what we have to realize is that we are our own god. So, like I've heard other light workers say that it's kind of like we're praying and we're praying to to God, but God is really us because God isn't within us and within each of us. So we're praying and we're saying, please change my circumstances. Please bring me help. But what we don't realize is that there's all these other Sylvia's and Dan's, you know, the bigger versions of us, like those Russian dolls that collapse into each other. Those are the ones that are helping us and answering our prayers, or we are the big one. 
I mean, that could be the case too, because they say that the life that you wake up in is your dominant life. So if this is, you know, the dominant one, then whatever I change as part of my journey um, to become better, to, to make a different choice for the positive or for the light, to amplify light, ripple effects into the other me's, the other you's, and you are answering your own prayer in that other timeline. And I, I touched on that too in, in the other show where I woke up in another timeline and that had never happened to me before and it scared the crap out of me. Yeah, because I didn't touch on that know that quick. that was how did, possible. How did that work? I Okay, so I didn't do anything different. And like I said, this stuff just happens to me and I don't know that I could do it because I, I'm kind of, honestly, if I knew how to do it, I would probably be really scared to recreate it just to think that I would get stuck in it. But what happened for me is I went to sleep regular day, regular night, nothing special happened, go to sleep and I wake up. Have you ever had a dream where you're in the dream and you think you woke up, but you didn't wake up? You're oh, still yeah. dreaming? I had the dream within so, the dream. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt like that. So, but in the dream, you don't know that you're, well, honestly, that's my only, the only 3D words that I can use because my vocabulary is so limited for what happened. So that's the only way I can explain it so that others that haven't experienced it can understand it is it feels like you're waking up with inside a dream and you think you're awake, but you're not awake, but you can move around and like you're conscious, you're looking at things and you're controlling what you're doing. So kind of like a lucid dream. So I woke up in another bed in another home, the walls were different. I still remember what it looked like. So that's the weird part that usually with dreams, kind of like a QHHT session, it starts to fade afterwards. Like the details are like blurry and you kind of remember, but you don't really, it's more of a feeling than a visual, but this was straight visual. I was feeling it, seeing it, touching it, everything. I could feel the blanket. I could feel the person next to me. So I woke up next to my ex-husband. And I was in full-blown panic, like, oh, I thought I divorced you. Like, no, what? So I imagined, like, my new husband. I imagined my new kids. I imagined my new home. Like, oh, my God, I'm still here. And I was freaking out. So I was so overwhelmed in that timeline that I just uh, buried my head literally under the covers and went back to sleep. And uh, I woke up, woke up in my real life or this life, and... I was so scared because then I was scared to go to sleep because I thought, what if it happens again? What if I go back into another lifetime? So I, that really freaked me out. I mean, so if it happened to me, it can happen to you. It can happen to anybody. That's interesting I, that you could feel it because it's one thing to sit and dream another thing, but to actually be there because that's, oh man, that's the man in the coal mine there. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and kind of exciting at the same time, because like if... I mean, come on, if I woke up in something that I actually wanted, then I'd be like, yeah. And I remember Dolores saying, um, telling us in, in the training or in one of her videos, I can't remember where she said it, but she would say that there was um, clients that she had that the same thing would happen to them, um, but they'd go to sleep and they wake up in this other life. So they were living two lives. Well, they were parallel lives. They were just like, you know, quantum leaping and 
they never knew when they were going to go. It reminds me of that movie where uh, the time traveler's wife, where the husband just disappears and goes into another timeline. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, check it I out. Put that one it, on my it's list. exactly like that. So he, he never knows when he's going to timeline jump. It just, boom, it happens. And see, I think if we could control it, then we would love it. And maybe at some point we will be able to control it. But right now it seems to be happening sporadically, at least for me and for these stories that Dolores shared. She said that there was a woman literally living two lives. So in one life she was single. She had a job at a, you know, this business and that was her, her real life. And then she would go to sleep and wake up in another life with a husband and children and a whole other career. And she had to like literally memorize double phone numbers, double names, double directions, everything. And she was living these two lives. And so I she thought, spent wow. quite a bit of time in the other life then too. Can you imagine, though? This life is stressful enough. Yeah. I don't think I could have two Sylvias. Unless and, one's and, luxury rich and the other, that would be all right. <laughs> yeah, but see if you can control it, if you can choose it, then it's fun. But it's like when it just willy-nilly takes you, nope, you're going here, and, and you can't control it, that's where the fear comes in. That's interesting you bring this up because I was thinking it was like two or three months ago that I was thinking about my childhood and it started to seem so real, but I quit thinking about it because I didn't want to get re repelled back there and have to do all this over again, although I'd probably make some better decisions. but. <laughs> well, I, see, you think of that, but if you th uh, honestly thinking about it, they have created who you are right now, so... I mean, you wouldn't want to give that up because every little tiny thing is just like a tiny Lego brick, you know, building who you are. And you wouldn't know as much because, I mean, we as humans always move away from pain. So we move away from what's painful and what feels good. That's what drives us. We're always trying to find the thing that feels good. And if something feels yucky, we're like, no, I don't want that. So everything has caused you to be exactly where you are because this is where you're supposed to be. So that's another thing to keep in mind too. That has saved my sanity many times is just reminding myself because thinking back with that ex-husband, for instance, I remember I didn't want the marriage to end. I would pray, Oh, please help, you know, us to figure it out, stay together. But now in hindsight, with the events that followed that, because there was a lot that I didn't know. And I was truly rescued, kind of like getting fired from that job rescued me. And I feel that that happens to all of us, whether we choose to look at it that way or not. It's all a matter of perspective, kind of like when a little kid has an ice cream cone and like the ball of ice cream falls off, they think it's the end of the world. There's no more ice cream anywhere in the universe and it's gone forever. And then you're like, dude, calm down. I have a brand new bucket over here. You can have some more. And I feel like that's how God is. It's like, calm down. Everything's, you know, according to plan. And I think that we're so impatient that we're like, oh, I want it now. I want my abilities now. I want my dream whatever now. But I feel like if you haven't gotten it, it's because uh, there's just little tweaking that needs to happen maybe with you, maybe with others. You know, everything's very intricately connected and the world is really pretty small i mean look at all the people 
that that we know that you're like, oh, you know her too, and you know him too, and it's just so weird how how it works. So if you think of it that way, there really is a greater plan. And if you follow what feels good, I feel like that's really the recipe, and, and that's what Abraham preaches and Bashar preaches, and. And honestly, when you follow that, you do begin to see like, oh, maybe they do know what they're talking about because like good stuff is happening now. And so if bad stuff is contagious and, you know, you've ever been around somebody who's just like really crabby and like, oh, they just bring down the energy and you're like, oh, I got to get away from this guy. So then think of it the opposite. Really good energy, being happy, giving someone a compliment. Like I, I challenge myself every time I go into the 3D world. If I have to go grocery shopping, I challenge myself to be kind and to give um, like an uplifting message or to give somebody a compliment. And they feel so honored when you give them the tiniest compliment. Like I like your earrings, or you're so fast, or thank you, I appreciate you. And, and it just brightens up their whole day. And think about when somebody does something nice for you that they didn't have to do. Even sending a, a heart emoji. I mean, that can make all the difference. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's true because I, I've felt it. You, you shift the energy. Yeah. So ever and since you lost your job, you've been using law of attraction to bring in your money now. Is that correct? Yes. And I mean, it is very, uh, I do feel that I do uh, have gotten distracted a lot. But when I really focus on it, what I started doing is listening to uh, the miracle tone, the 432 hertz, the solfeggio frequencies. I'm probably butchering that name, but it's the 432 miracle tone. So if you Google that or look it up on YouTube, you'll find one. And I play it on a speaker and I'll close my eyes and imagine like a movie so like daydreaming essentially but with music so i have the music really loud and i set a timer for five minutes and i i have a little list of like the things that i want to focus on so like your relationship or or your career or, or money whatever it can be anything and you just close your eyes and you picture the, the movie playing out in your head and then you act it out, like not moving around, but you speak it. So you're hearing you talk, you can talk for others and like, oh no, I'll get the check. You don't have to pay for it. I'm making a lot of money. Oh my God, I have so many sessions. I'm so busy. You know, just saying stuff like that of whatever you want to create or, you know, oh, he brought me flowers or whatever, whatever you want to say. So you really go into super detail what they're wearing, what you're wearing, uh, how you feel, um, laughing, any little jokes. So you're essentially acting out a scene for five minutes. Everybody has five minutes. You can do this. You can go on Google and play this music and try it. Play with it. That's what I've been doing with things that I've been coming across. Like, mm, let me see if it's true. I'm just going to try it out and use it as an experiment. No, you know, stress. No, don't expect anything just do it just because you can and the things that happen will shock you i sold this junky boat this boat was falling apart it had no insides and i had it sitting in my front yard for like four years this thing was super old it was like from the 90s and i thought who is gonna buy this ugly boat so i did this and I sold the boat in eight hours. I had two guys fighting for the boat, okay? This junky boat. 
And I got $400 cash in my hand in eight hours. And to me, that's proof. That is proof that it works. So a lot of people are skeptical, but honestly, it's all about your beliefs. Your beliefs really dictate your reality. Same thing with the QHHT. It's, it's your belief. If you believe, if you're confident that it's going to work, it's going to work. And it will. I mean, I've done this stuff on my biggest skeptic and I've, I've made him a believer. I've done this uh, in, in a van, in a parking lot, in broad daylight using a cell phone camera. It works. So, I mean, if those two things can happen with the like most 3D person I know personally, if I made him a believer and then like in a parking lot in broad daylight in a van, I mean, come on. And you're, you're visualize, visualizing, uh, I can't even say that right now, visualization. <laughs> it took, it, don't expect to do it once and then it happens. You've said about five times or so. Oh, well, for me, see, so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to give this a go. Like, whatever, what have I got to lose? I'm just going to try it, right? So I made it like a ritual. So I would just like really dedicate, tell the kids, leave me alone. Everybody leave me alone. Turn off the phones, lock myself in my room, play the, the music sit back, close my eyes and set the timer for five minutes and imagine that's it and, and talk it out. And every day I would change it so that I wouldn't get bored. I would change like, oh, well, today it's going to be like this. And today this is going to happen and the doorbell's going to ring and I'm going to open it and they're going to put money in my hand. And I would like imagine the weight of the money. I would imagine them counting hundreds and putting it in my hands and me saying, thank you. Thank you. And I mean, stuff like that, like really get detailed into it. And I did it for, I believe I did it for five days. I can't remember what I, I said, but it wasn't long at all. And I did it every day. Every day I would make myself, I would set an alarm and I would put manifestation. And when the alarm would go off, I would make myself like really commit to it because we commit to the dumbest things to watching TV and then you blink and it's been five hours. So, I mean, you can commit to 15 minutes or however long you want to dedicate. Net you don't have Netflix to do binging. You can do less. You can do more and like really put energy into it. There's another thing I came across yesterday that I had never heard about. And I don't know if you've heard about it, which is called quantum jumping and the two cup method. Have you heard of that? That's a new one. So you get two cups. So you can use, if you're using glasses, you can use glasses and then put a post-it note, like kind of, kind of like the theory of programming your water, right? So, you know, they've said, if you write love on your water bottle, then you're programming that water to be love, right? So that same concept, but you, so what I did, I haven't done it yet, but I'm excited to try it. I'm going to do it today. And then with the new moon energy, manifestations are incredibly potent right now. I really, people, I can't stress this enough, do stuff, do these rituals, try it out. Because right now the manifesting energy is so high with Uranus and, and all the planet alignments, please do it. And, and hopefully you'll see really fast results, but commit to it. So you get um, two paper cups. I'm getting paper cups so I can write on them in a Sharpie. So on one of the cups, you write your old life. So say, for instance, you want a new job. So you write out old job and like the things you don't like about it, like too many hours, low pay, crappy boss, whatever. So that's your old life. So you have that, you pour water into it and you have that. Then you have your new paper cup. So then you write new job 
you can be specific and if there's a particular job that you want uh you know high pay put the pay rate or you know just whatever you would want in your new job so then you take your old life your old job your old relationship whatever it is you pour that into the new one you throw the other one away and you set your intention so you're programming the water of the new cup with what you want to manifest so detailed you could just read off your cup or say i'm invoking and manifesting this new job and new career with higher pay and then you drink it and that's it you throw it away and you forget about it wow that's, yeah, that's really that's the other thing is you cannot be obsessively uh, looking for it and checking on it and be like, well, it's BS because it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. It's been 20 minutes. You know, you can't be like that. It's kind of like when you order at Burger King, you order your Whopper and you're not going to go back there and be like, uh, excuse me, are you cooking my Whopper? You know, you're not going to micromanage. So leave it, give it to the universe, Just declare trust. it yours and that's it. Yep. Distract yourself. Absolutely. All right, Sylvia, we're kind of reaching the top of the hour here. So uh, so where can people go ahead and reach you? I, I know you talked about a YouTube site too. I have a YouTube channel that's called Odyssey of Enlightenment. And I post daily rune forecasts there for the collective, just the general energy. And what is really creepy and cool at the same time is that they have reflected my life like I can't even imagine. Even when I first post it, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Then the next day, I'm like, oh, wow, it is. <laughs> so I surprise myself even. Um, so that's on YouTube. And I'm on the Quantum Hypnosis Forum. You can look for me. My name is Sylvia Molera, M-O-L-E-R-A. I'm a QHHT and BQH, which is Beyond Quantum Healing. That just means I do it online too practitioner and you can also reach me on my email which is sil s-y-l molera m-o-l-e-r-a at gmail.com all right that sounds great and uh i really appreciate you coming on here and i guess if you have any more insights like you're constantly doing these sessions that pop back on here and share with the rest of the world I would love that. Thank you for having me. Let's do these cup methods. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's something new. I never heard of that. It's very interesting. All right, yes, ladies and so. gentlemen, that is the end of the show. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is a whole new format. I know I made a couple errors and switching the camera angles, but this is all first step here and going to take it to the next level next week or the week after. I know Michelle Wolf wants to come on. I got to email her yet, but she's used to the live stream stuff. So that'll be interesting. And then I'll have all the donations and the uh, alerts so you can actually do a super chat and then the question will get read on the air here so that'll be interesting how that goes so i guess until then we'll see you guys later and keep asking questions daniel Feld talk is cheap out 